the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Take 10. Every week we come to you with a topic related to mental health and mental health-related issues as they involve caregiving and other aspects of our lives. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Jamie Heisman, a nationally known psychotherapist and expert as well in caregiving, and Carol Zerniel, past chair of the board of directors of the National Council on Aging, a master's degree in social gerontology, nearly 30 years' experience in the field of aging or caregiving, and executive director of the WellMed Charitable Foundation. And Carol, you have a great topic to kick off today's segment on Take 10. Well, thank you, Ron. Nice to be here with you. So, Dr. Jamie, I was recently thinking about the stages of grief and Elizabeth Kugler-Ross and the five stages, and I was wondering if there are emotional stages for caregivers. Like for somebody who's new to caregiving, is there the most likely emotional response versus somebody who's in the been doing it for a while versus a caregiver who may be coming to the end of their journey? So do caregivers go through emotional stages? ages? Yeah, definitely we do. And they do. I say we because caregiving is one of those inevitable sort of things that we go through, right? Carol and Rosalind Carter discussed that you're either are one going to be one. Um, It is that and no doubt Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, who even though I'd like to point out to your audience could use her name. um, It does. These stages don't totally happen sequentially in the Elizabeth Kubler-Ross style of grief, death and dying. They sometimes happen uh, randomly. They come at us, not in some stage one, stage two. They sometimes have to really come at us at different stages, just so everybody knows. And that's why it's so critical for us to take care of ourselves. But to your point, I do think that there is real stages to caregiving as well. I think it's a great, great topic. There's a the point where we all start out with this sort of, and I, we used to call it anticipatory grief. Remember when you were kind of getting ready for somebody to pass away? And you were the first one to know. And that's why maybe at the funeral, you weren't crying. You always asked yourself, well, there's also anticipatory caregiving, I remember. Um, and that's really the first stage, if you will, where we kind of know that there's an advancing age or declining health of a loved one. And we know that somehow we're going to be a caregiver or somebody in our family is going to be there. Or we get these horribles in our head and these sort of delusions in our head that nobody's going to be there. And I've got, so let's just call the first stage uh, expecting, expectant caregiver. That would be the first one I would think about. Yes, there are stages though. And I'm sure there's a bunch you and I could both go through. Well, I think that first one is is probably right on the nose. I, I mean, I know for myself personally, I maybe because I work in the field was the first one to say that my mother showed classic signs of Alzheimer's disease. And then the family beat me up. Um, They later realized, wow, you know, I I actually knew what I was talking about, but I still got beat up because I raised the flag. We're going to have to take care of mom. So that happens, Mm -hmm. right? 
It, it does. And, and that is the expecting sort of caregiving piece. But don't forget, too, you and I can't forget. I'm a professional. You're a professional. Our lives are seniors. And so we kind of know this. It's not like a two by four that quite hits us. Uh, many people don't. But to your point, uh, I know that you have that anticipatory sort of caregiving piece. I think when people start really realizing the issue that they're going to be a caregiver is kind of when they start doing tasks, things that literally are, are, are just starting maybe to begin the experience. And if you have your own job, your own family, you're living, or even your own family of, of origin, which is your brothers and sisters you're not getting along with, all of a sudden, the next stage, I'll call it rookie caregiving or something like that, because I'll say it rookie because you're just being indoctrinated into it for the first time. Yes, you start doing tasks and the balance of your life or feng shui of your life is then started to be kind of being felt that, oh, no, something else may be getting worse and I don't know too much about it. So let's say the second one is like being a rookie or or I don't know. What do you want to call it? Freshman? Freshman, freshman caregiver. Okay. Now, for those of, who, of you who may have just joined us, you're listening to Take 10. We're talking today about the emotional stages of caregiving, what you ought to know, how you ought to know it. I'm Ron Aaron with our co-host, Carol Zerniel and Dr. Jamie Heisman. Uh, so, Dr. Jamie, is it helpful for somebody uh, who may be an anticipatory caregiver uh, to try to plan ahead, to try to put things in order, to be ready for when that day comes? You're always the common sense one around us, Ron, and you're 100% right. I mean, that's the time when really you want to, um, how do I say this? You want to get energized and realize that education is now a friend of yours, that you will probably have to get into the full swing of caregiving. Let's face it, none of us kind of leave this world without being provided a caregiver of some sort ourselves. We're all mortal. So at that time, I would either go to a hospital. I go to Caregiver SOS. I mean, Carol just runs an incredible organization where you go to Caregiver SOS and start really being able to ask questions, not assuming a thing. So, yeah, at that expectant side, I would very much look for resources and, and go and become a vocational, go to a vocational school, which is just like a support group or a caregiver SOS and start really understanding things like insurance, like doctors, like what's needed, you know, when you go with your loved one, those type of things. And once you've got a handle on it, once you're providing that kind of care, uh, I think some people reach a point where they're burned out on it. They don't want to do it anymore. Anger intervenes. Are you saying anger intervenes when they start becoming educated and they start seeing that their future may not be exactly as they anticipated? Yeah, or there's no happy tomorrow. Uh, you're right. Well, that's what I'd like to say is that expectations are the seeds of resentment. So uh, Carol brought up a great topic, and I, I hope our listener is listening to this as if they were kind of stages. Even though you are 100% right at that very anticipatory stage, education is needed. But let's not to get too far ahead of our skis here. Um, once we are educated, even if we have to start doing certain tasks, it may not be as bad as the horribles in our mind tell us. But the first thing we kind of do is get those horribles. And that's one of the reasons at that point in time, I think you need to find a safe person, safe place, uh, a, a good therapist, a geriatric care manager or a support group to bounce these ideas and thoughts off of. Well, Jamie, let's talk about sort of the, the middle stage of caregiving. Uh, our caregiver specialists measure when a caregiver begins to feel more like a caregiver than they do who they were originally were. 
the wife, mm -hmm. the daughter, the son, when the caregiving role feels heavier and takes on more weight than their personal yeah. role? What's that well, likely to create? Well, that that is where we're at with Ron's, Ron's incredible reminder. Ron, I call you the Grim Reaper because I, I think anger and resentment does happen. It's just you have it happening a little earlier. But to Carol's point, that's when it happens, Carol, is then you become what's called the entrenched caregiver. And those emotions now, you start feeling some not just guilty. You look around to your loved ones and you start feeling, you know, like somebody said, hold, hold my beer here. And you feel guilty about taking care of your loved ones. You have loved ones other places. You're frustrated because you're now entrenched. You can't leave, right? You have a life. You may have kids. You may have a partner. And all of a sudden, your life, if you're not on your best self-help, or I should say mind, body, spirit, health, you at that point in time can truly start feeling the levels of constant stress and anxiety. Well, if we jump ahead with the time we have to sort of the end stage, how do you finish well? How do you end your caregiving journey well? That's a great question. So uh, if I would say that it's another stage, I mean, transitioning I and mean, transitioning caregiving is, is that how do we have it end up? Well, let's put it in perspective. Number one, I think, Hey, you need help. I think you always need a person skilled in caregiving or senior care um, to either be in one-on-one -on -one because this is going to trigger and cue up a lot of clinical dynamics. This could be your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, but it's emotions from childhood. So I want you to have somebody safe to go to. I think you go then to a support group and you find out and get learned from other people across from you that maybe it's not quite as bad as sometimes the bear of good tidings that Ron says, and that you will learn a lot from it. But that transitioning stage requires us to, to really, you know, be with others to emotionally regulate ourselves, which I think caregiving can be a gift to allow us to do that and to be around healthy, safe people. So really, as we come out of caregiving, we can look at it as a, I call a learning experience. Let's face it. It can be the reminder for us to take care of ourselves, take our oxygen first, put ourselves first. And, um, cause we're going to be caregiving so much in our lives, not just. And you get the last word now, Dr. Jamie. Thank you for Carol Zernio. Dr. Jamie Heisman, I'm Ron Aaron. Thank you for joining us today on Take 10. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.